Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 28th of November. It is game day once again as the Flyers set to take on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Bit of a, a rubber match. Flyers lost at home to Carolina a little while back, 3-2. to two, And then they won in Carolina, 3-1. to one. That was uh, on November 15th. The loss to Carolina came back on October 30th. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. And we'll be looking for some Penn Medicine assists. We didn't get any assists in that Islander 1-0 shootout victory on Saturday because the only goal in the game came in the shootout. Doesn't even count for Tyson Forster as a goal in the season. Uh, but we'll be looking for the assist tonight in the Penn Medicine assist because Flyers and Penn Medicine have teamed up uh, for the Penn Medicine assist, which means that for every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers are donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So tonight, the Metro gauntlet continues. It's Carolina. What have the two teams done since they last played? Or what has Carolina done since they last played on November 15th? Uh, Carolina was at home against Pittsburgh. They won that game 4-2. They were at home against Edmonton. They won that game 6-3. They were home against Tampa. They lost that game 8-2. And then in their last game on Sunday, they beat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 the final in that one. Now, Carolina, a team coming into the year, I think we all thought that they would be one of those upper-crust teams in the NHL. They've, they're off to a decent start, but there's some alarming signs when it comes to a Rod Brindamore Carolina Hurricanes team that makes them seem like they're not clicking on all cylinders. I just mentioned one of them. They gave up eight goals to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've given up seven goals this season to Seattle. They gave up six to Colorado. They gave up six to Anaheim. They've given up five on a couple of occasions this season. And you just don't see Carolina in the past do that. When you look at their win-loss record, it's pretty good. It's better than the Flyers' win-loss record. Uh, they're one point ahead of the Flyers, 20 games played, a record of 12-8. and eight. That's a 600 points percentage. But when you, took at the, when you look at the top teams in the NHL, the top teams, that upper crust that I'm talking about, are generally speaking the teams that give up, give up the least amount of goals. The LA Kings, 763 points percentage. Vegas Golden Knights, number two, at 2.38 goals per game. They've got a points percentage of 714. The Rangers, who we just saw, gave up uh, only 2.45 goals per game. And they've got 31 points tops in the NHL. Vancouver's up there. They've got 29 points in the NHL and a 659 points percentage. The Flyers, this is a good, I always think this is a really good category to judging what a team is. I look at goals allowed per games played and goal differential. The Flyers on the season are giving up the eighth fewest goals per game at 2.76. And they've had a couple of big scores hung on them as well. So overall for the Flyers, who sit 21 games in with a record of 11-9-1. They've done a good job of keeping the puck out of their net, and that's both guys. That's really all three guys. Cal Peterson got a win there uh, for the Flyers against the Kings on the road also, but the Flyers have gotten really good goaltending from the jump from Carter Hart. Uh, maybe not initially from Sam Harrison first three games, but has really rounded into form in his last five with a 9-21 save percentage. And obviously... Keeping the puck out of your net, just as important 
as putting it in the opposition net. Cumulative sport. And the Flyers have done a really good job of that. So they'll take on Carolina tonight. We'll see what the lineup looks tonight. You know, John Tortorella spoke yesterday and spoke about his decor and Igor Zamula and how this will be probably ever-evolving through the season. He said uh, Zamula has had some struggles, has had some pretty good highs in his season, but some pretty low lows. It's the inconsistency that needs to be worked out. One thing I know about coaches is this, is they love to know what they're going to get. They don't need to know everybody's going to be playing at a star level, but they need to know what a, I've always said coaches like players that they know, you know, even if their ceiling is not incredibly high, they know their basement isn't incredibly low. They like that shrunken little area where they're, it's pretty determinative of what you're going to get from a player, whether that's a high-end player, it doesn't swing a lot to, you know, the, the low points of his game or an average NHL player. You just want to know what you're going to get because coaching is ultimately about trying to control the sport. And uh, those inconsistencies in Zamula's game, as Torts pointed out, uh, have been something that uh, he has struggled with. And uh, he's going to have to find his way through as this season goes on and for his future uh, in the NHL. So we'll see where they go. I thought Rasmus Ristolainen, when he came back into the lineup for the first time this season, the other night against the New York Islanders, thought he played a really good game. So I expect to see him again. We'll see if we see Frost. Maybe we'll see Frost and Brink together uh, on the ice as well. So uh, Flyers, Carolina tonight, then they'll Thursday take on the New Jersey Devils. We're off to a bit of a scattered start to this season as well. Flyers in the third spot in the Metropolitan Division. Um, now, in this episode, I want to get to this DM because I solicited for some DMs for torts about a week and a half ago uh, for Hockey and Hounds. This is one of the ones I did not select, but this one has been, I've been kind of coming back to it and thinking about it. And it came from a, a guy on Twitter, Nick Hankins. Nick has tweeted into the show before. And he said, question for torts. I'm going to take it on. Sorry, Nick. But um, in what areas do you feel the team is exceeding and what areas do you think the team could make progress in? And I've been thinking about that a ton. Now, first and foremost, the area where they've exceeded my expectations the most is how they play in transition. I've talked about it quite a bit on here. How much faster they play. How much more aggressive they are at defending the opposition blue line. So the opposition zone exits. How they attack in the neutral zone. And how quickly... They transition back to offense. You know, this is something that we hadn't seen the last couple of years in Philadelphia. And you see it around the NHL. You're going to see a, a team that's great at it in Carolina. Probably the number one possession team and the fastest team in transition in the NHL. But it's not something I was expecting going into this season. That has far exceeded my expectations. Because I'll be honest, I never even thought it was going to be part of the equation. It wasn't something that we heard from the coaching staff in preseason. We've heard play faster and think get back on offense faster, but they're playing considerably faster. Now, some of the personnel changes lend to that. What we didn't know about Sean Walker is he is a very good defenseman at playing in transition, getting back on, on the attack as quickly as possible in the neutral zone or in the D zone. Uh, maybe we didn't know that Travis Sanheim would be able to maintain a level of aggression like he has in all zones. 
but you see some of the subtractions as well. When you look at three players in particular that aren't here anymore, you look at James Van Riemsdyk, was not a fast transition type player. He's a net front, kind of that kind of winger. You look at Kevin Hayes, not fast in transition, plays a more plotting type of game in the NHL. And then Ivan Provorov, a very under control, a lot of D to D passes and regroups. All those things allowed the opposition to get into their structure. And those three players not being here has kind of turned it over to this team that plays way faster in transition. So that's an area where they've absolutely exceeded my expectations. I didn't have any expectations that that would get faster, nor did I know that John Tortorella was going to push that as hard as he has. And what's come with that, the byproduct, is they're a team that scores more goals. They don't have to work as hard as they did last year to score goals. Last year, it was create mayhem around the net, get the puck there, bang rebounds. You just didn't have a lot of that pure scoring. Now, this season, they're only averaging three goals a game. It's better, but there's still areas of improvement. And when I think of the first area of improvement for this Flyers team is is more, you know, scoring clean off the shot, being able to pick corners in games. We've seen some of these games, like the Ranger game, they only had the one goal. You know, there's been a lot of games where they stay in it because they don't give up much, but they're not scoring a plethora of goals either. So they need to get some guys going offensively. They need to get Cam Atkinson going again. Uh, he's scored his fair share this year. He's got eight goals on the season. That's good, but you know you need some more consistency out of Cam Atkinson when it comes to scoring. Um, Travis Konechny's got 11, but he is a little snake bit right now. Joel Farabee's got eight. I think that's a good pace for Joel Farabee. Um, the guy that I really look at when it comes to improvement is Owen Tippett. He takes a ton of shots. He's taken 69 shots on goal. That's what he's got on goal. He's got a ton more that he where he didn't hit the net. His shooting percentage is 10.1. I'd like to see that percentage come up about four and a half points to 14, 15, and for him to hit the net more. One of the questions going into the last into the offseason last year was can he get more pucks on net? That's still one of the areas that he needs to rein in a little bit. So to me, that's an area of improvement. It, you know, getting pucks to the net creating rebounds. You don't have to score all the time off the shot. He's got a, a deaf shot. He's got a really good release. But in order to score the goal, you got to get it on net. And sometimes that's one thing that Owen Tippett um, needs to hone in on in his game. Uh, you know, Brink's a guy that's more of a playmaker. And you look at, you know, Scott Lawton's got one goal in the season. They could use a little bit more offense from him when it comes to the goal scoring department. They don't have a tremendous amount of goals from their blue line. Uh, you'd like to get some there as well. In 1920, the Flyers led the NHL in goals from the blue line. That's an area where you don't bank on your D scoring goals, but if they can do it, it's a huge, huge help. So that's another area where they could look for uh, some improvement. When you look at other areas where maybe they've exceeded expectations, I mean, I look at Garnet Hathaway, he's exceeded my expectations. I knew Hathaway when the Flyers played against him and watching the league and knew he was, you know, a guy that's difficult to play against. And I guess it's that old cliche where harder to play against. But to me, he's a guy that 
really has good timing and is is a guy that even though he can play anywhere from nine minutes to 14 minutes, you feel like he's on the ice way more than he actually was because he makes things happen. You know, he's a guy that I look at and go, he's exceeded my expectations. Now, they weren't high. I didn't think that Garnet Hathaway was going to come in here and score 25 goals and have 40 points. You know, on the season, he's got two goals and one assist for three points, but he's giving you exactly what you need. Noah Cates is another guy that obviously we have not seen the offense from. We'd like to see more there. They moved him to the wing the last game. I'd like to see him more on the wing. That would be something that I would be in favor of. Um, Tyson Forster is a guy that, you know, had some touch last year, putting the puck in the net, has the one goal, well, technically one goal in the season in that shootout winner against the New York Islanders. Uh, I'd like to see him find his touch and, and find some confidence. Um, so those are some areas of improvement. And, you know, overall, I think the D zone structure has been good, much better than we thought. I think a lot of people, myself included, talked about it here, that when they traded Ivan Provorov, who was going to take all those minutes? Who was going to eat up all that ice time? Well, Travis Sanheim's second in the NHL in average time on ice per game. You know, a big question going forward is, is can he maintain that? He has shown no signs of let up to my eyes. He has been a guy that has absolutely exceeded expectations. Now, obviously, the one glaring area where they need to improve, and it is glaring, is the power play. The power play right now for the Flyers is 29th in the NHL. It's clicking at 10.1%. It's, sometimes it's stunning that that's the number. But and, and the fact that it's not 32nd in the league and the, the Caps are clicking at 6% is even more astounding to me because the Caps have a good record. They're 10-5-2 on the season in 17 games. But the Flyers, what do they need to do to get that power play straightened out? I think Cam York should be the guy quarterbacking it, and you live through some of the growing pains with it. But to me, it's a power play that needs to run off the half wall, either through Morgan Frost or Bobby Brink. That's where you got to run it from. And you got to run your offense out of it. And I don't know if getting out of the 1 3 1 and coming up with a different strategic element to the power play because, you know, the personnel is not getting it done with that power play structure, I'm not sure. But the two guys that I think have the most ability to set up offense and see the ice and not panic with the puck so far, and this is weird to say because Morgan Frost has been scratched 10 games of the 21, are Morgan Frost and Bobby Brink. Bobby Brink is, you, know, you saw the, the goal the other day against the Rangers, the, you know, the pass to Farabee. He's made some really good passes, has really good vision on the ice, and I think he's a guy that, given the situation, um, would give you your best option to run the power play off the half wall with a guy like Bobby Brink or Morgan Frost. Power play one, power play two, switch them out, I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me to have both of those players on the same power play, but that would be what I would do. Penalty kill's been pretty darn good most of the year. You've got a, a, a lot of penalty killers, so you can vary that and not tax guys. So there's been areas where they've exceeded expectations. The compete's been there every night. I think we all expected that. 
that hasn't exceeded my expectations, but it's not something I think they can improve on either. I think it's been there. I think there is a high standard of play. I think Sean Couturier's exceeded my expectations. I thought it would take him longer and he'd be a bit rustier to begin this year after missing, you know, 21 months of hockey. So that's been a good thing as well. The goaltending, I guess it has exceeded my expectations. I, I felt really good coming into the season with Carter. I guess I had some trepidation when it came to Sam Harrison as a backup. I'm always a little leery of a guy that hasn't played a ton in the NHL being able to kind of mold into that backup role and be effective. Sam Harrison's figured that part out right now, uh, what it takes to stay ready, stay sharp, stay physically and mentally ready to go and give his team quality starts. He's done it in his last five. So the goaltending, maybe it, to that degree, then it's exceeded my expectations a little bit. But I'd love to hear from everybody else. If you want to comment below, if you're watching this on YouTube, shoot a comment down there, what's exceeded your expectations or what needs to improve. And as always, you can tweet me at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can also uh, uh, send me a DM or you can email me at jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S at gmail.com. So love to hear people's thoughts on that as well. We got Flyers Canes tonight at Wells Fargo Center. The rubber match. One up, one down against the Canes so far. We'll see who gets the win tonight, and we'll break it down tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.